Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Rise Up Sea Red podcast, all about the Arizona Cardinals and the NFL, featuring insider and outsider perspectives. Enjoy the best hour of Cardinals talk on the web. Now here are your hosts, Jess Root and Seth Cox. Hello, Arizona Cardinals fans, and welcome to the latest edition of the Rise Up Sea Red podcast, best hour of Cardinals talk on the web. This is episode 423. Uh, in our schedule reaction show, the, the NFL and the Arizona Cardinals released their schedule Thursday evening. We now know the whole full slate of games and all that fun stuff. I'm Jess Root from CardsWire.com, the USA Today NFL Wire site, with Seth Cox, RevengeOfTheBirds.com's um, site editor for SB Nation's Arizona Cardinals site. He's also one of the hosts of the original Draft Breakdown podcast. And Seth, you know, we have a schedule. And as we expected... The Cardinals were not given much heed. They're, the like, what is good for the Cardinals was not considered much for this season. It appears. No, and I mean we brought it up on the show a little bit. I asked you what if you thought that they would, and in the end, we were right, uh, or I was right. I guess that they, the NFL, just doesn't care, and I'm. <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, I'm not surprised. And that's a more tough to doing on this show recording on a Thursday night. So we're just a few hours out of the of the release of the schedule. We'll go. Th- we're going to run down the schedule, compare it to our our our, our mock schedule, our, our predictions that we did the other night in our last show, and then we'll talk about what what surprises us, what doesn't surprise us, and what do we like and not like. So let's go ahead and get started looking at what the schedule actually is. The Cardinals do start on the road, which we both predicted would happen. They do start on the road. They do end at home, Um, but it isn't an an AFC opponent. So they start, in fact, the first three games are against NFC East opponents. So they start out week one on the road against the Washington Commanders. Week two, they... They will have their home opener against the New York Giants. Week three, they host the Dallas Cowboys. And then they go on three out of four on the road against the NFC West. Week four, they will be at San Francisco. Week five, they will be at home against the Bengals. Week six, on the road against the Rams. Week seven, on the road against the Seahawks. Week eight, they are at home against the Baltimore Ravens. Week 9, they are on the road against the Browns. Week 10, at home against the Falcons. Week 11, on the road against the Texans. Week 12, at home against the Rams. Then December hits. We're going to have some cold weather games, guys. Week 13, they are at Pittsburgh. Week 14, the last week that the NFL gives bye weeks. The Cardinals have their bye. Latest week, the last time they had a bye this late was 1991, y'all, back in the 1900s. Uh, then week 15 at home 
against the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Christmas Eve, they are on the road against the Chicago Bears. New Year's Eve, on the road against the Philadelphia Eagles and wrap up the season in Week 18, hosting the Seattle Seahawks uh, for the second year in a row. Now, if we look at what we predicted, Seth, it was, you know, I mean, I had two perfectly right. You had one and a half. I had the Cardinals playing on the road against the Rams in Week 6. They do play in Week 6 on at the Rams. You had them on the road against the Seahawks, and in, in, you had them at home against the Seahawks in Week 7. They do play the Seahawks, but in Seattle, I had them playing the Ravens at home in Week 8 when they do, and you had them playing on the road in Cleveland, which they do in Week 9. Uh, so I officially have two correctly picked games, and you have two correctly picked opponents, but kind of like a one-and-a-half, Seth. Uh, could we have, I mean... Could we have viably predicted anything different? No, I think we did a great job. I mean, to get basically four combined right is impressive in and of itself. When you look at, you know, the variation and how um, we were hopeful that they weren't going <laughs> to punish theirs in the Cardinals, and then they, they basically did. So, <laughs> you know, you look at it, we did a nice job of, of being, I feel like realistic and trying to set things up and get, like I said, getting four out of, out of 17 is honestly not bad. I know, you know, if this is uh baseball, we're, we're home run hitters. We're not, <laughs> we're not hitting singles. Yeah. And, and if we're looking at the schedule, um, it, kind of one of the things we talked about in our last show was, you know, the games that we want to get those out of the way. Honestly, if you look at the first four games, three of them are against playoff teams from last year. Um, and then you got so you've got the Cowboys; they're expected to be good. The Giants—I don't know what we can expect from the Giants this year. It's you know, but they face San Francisco on the road. So in that first four games, in fact, if we look at it, if the Kyler misses, if Kyler Murray misses the first half of the season. Then he misses all the division road games, which might have been losses anyway. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, they do, like, you wish that Kyler were playing against Washington. You wish Kyler were playing against the Rams uh, in I mean, this season. Honestly, you, you wish he was playing the first, at least the first three games because it would just do a little more for this team. Yeah. Um, chances to win, but... You know, and we'll see what ends up happening. Oh, but um, this is this will be Colt McCoy's return to to Washington and playing the Giants, which were his two last teams, right? So right. he gets he gets to he gets you know he gets to do the Drew Stanton thing um, if he's if he's healthy to start the season because last year he wasn't. You know, during practice he strained his calf and missed the first four weeks. So yeah, yeah, all that fun stuff. All right. Coming up next on the Rise Up Sea Red Podcast, best of Cardinals talk on the web. Yeah, this is this is a short episode. We won't go too long with this. Coming up next, let's talk about the surprises from the schedule. That's coming up next on Rise Up Sea Red. Back on the Rise Up Sea Red Podcast, best of Cardinals talk on the web. Let's go through kind of what we what kind of surprises us and, and what doesn't surprise us. We talked a little bit about that. Let's start. Out, what was what was completely unsurprising about the schedule to you? Unsurprising to me was that 
you know, this team was going to end. A, they they got um, Seattle or or somebody at home, right? Like that was we knew it was going to be an NFC West team. We were very locked in on that. Um, outside of that, I was I'm actually very surprised with how a lot of the schedule unfolded, just because. I figured, and I know again. I know they're not a you know a good team, a prime team, or anything like that. But I really did figure that the NFL would want to try and get the uh, East Coast teams that the Cardinals play. You know, in in October and and even earlier. You know, with September with the with the Giants. I I figured they'd want to get them back here in the winter months. So it was, it was odd to see that. Uh, but you know, uh, but just that kind of that last, what is it? Six weeks where they play the NFC West three times. I think we were expecting to see that again. Right. Yeah. Not, not get them all out of the way by week nine and then not play them again <laughs> until week 18. Um, so, but yeah, outside of that, I, I am, I mean, we'll talk about surprises in a second, but I am a little surprised how they divvied up the division games too. And that was kind of interesting. I, I, I was not surprised. I was hopeful they would get a prime. I wasn't, I don't think anyone was oh, surprised yeah, that, that they I, didn't I, that, get a prime time game. That, that's why I didn't even mention it because i was like well that, that happened <laughs> right right it, it, we were hopeful I mean, we figured that maybe they went and when peter king wrote about it earlier in the week i guess we should have taken it because even when they're saying that there are there are certain reporters and even people here locally and in the phoenix area where they say this could happen it usually means that they know it's going to happen but didn't get it sourced well enough or didn't get the consent of whoever they saw to say this absolutely is going to happen. So I'm like I'm hearing this, or this could happen. Um, it's kind of like the scenario when when DeAndre, for for me at least when DeAndre Hopkins was traded to the Cardinals, I had heard the night before that something was going down, and so I wrote a what if type of article that morning. That, that I well, actually I, I scheduled for that morning that made me look like Nostradamus because of, of I, I was not operating I was actually operating under a little bit of information that I got from someone who got information from someone and so I posed it as a question what if based on a couple of scenarios that were out there and so yeah Peter King suggested that teams like the Texans and the Cardinals could go get left off the Thursday night schedule and guess what they were left off the Thursday night and all the primetime schedule. And honestly, I'll say this, for, for the work side of me, I, I don't mind that at all uh, because primetime games like Monday night games, Thursday night games, they mean they go for – those are long days. And then Sunday, same thing with Sundays. So we get just – we get to pay attention to the Cardinals just on Sundays, either Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon, which, which isn't a bad thing. Yeah, and there's, uh, you know, there's not – a ton i mean they have i think what five this year one two three four yeah five uh early games which i honestly with all of the all of the uh games back east i actually thought every single one would be an early game and it wasn't so that wasn't that was you know 
Was it was it just the Bears surprise. game? Because as I was going through, I yeah, think it's just it the was. Bears game that is yeah, got bumped below. Which which that not a bad thing to like one of their one of their um one of their East Coast games, one of their cold weather. I guess they're not East Coast, Chicago's Midwest. Yeah, but, but it's still one of their back, you know, different time zone games. Right. And, so it's a different time zone game, but they get to play in the in the late time slot, which they're normal, they're used to playing themselves. Yeah, so it'll be uh, it'll be interesting, but I mean, outside of that, it wasn't. It was a lot of surprises uh, in this one, and you know, again, for us to get four right, you know, a little pat on the back for ourselves. But this is this schedule is um, bizarre to say the least. I would say it's it is interesting. Um, we knew they were going to be on the road in week seventeen, but that's that's just that's just being smart. Because we know that's Fiesta Bowl weekend. Well, well, and the fact that that we now know, so they didn't get a Christmas game. So after two years in a row of playing on Christmas, they're going to just play an afternoon Christmas Eve game, which actually kind of convenient. It doesn't get in the way of anything because you know I'll be. That means and, oh, and never mind, they're even on the road both of those games. So. Yeah. Nothing and at I'll, home. Nothing at home is interfered with either Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve. Good job. Good job, NFL, for taking care of those riders. Well, taking care of those non-traveling riders because we don't go to road games. <laughs> yeah, and I do think real quick to mention, you know, the Cardinals aren't the only team that don't have a primetime game. Houston, Atlanta, and, and Indy did not as well. Oh, and then, all the bad teams. Crazy. And then Washington only got one, and I didn't. You know, obviously, I didn't pay attention to their games. But uh, <laughs> well, because you know, honestly, who who's excited for a for a Sam Howell or Jacoby Brissett? <laughs> who's excited for Tony uh, Jacoby Brissett? I'm not. I'm not. Whoa. That right, McCoy. exactly. Sam Howell or Jacoby Brissett? Like that's oh, can, it's can a battle you for the week ages. One week one. I know. Colt McCoy or David Blau versus Jacoby Brissett. Wow, <laughs> this is going to be so exciting. Week one, that if you're going to, I can't wait to see the the coverage map for that. Where it is the coverage map for that game? It's going to be a very small portion. It's of just DC. Arizona. It's not, it's, it's not even going to be Maryland. It's, it's just going to be a very small <laughs> like, portion of DC. Will, will it even go into Virginia? No, <laughs> but but yeah. So you look at it. I mean, you know, and. <clears throat> you you see that this is a you know a, a team these are teams these are franchises and by the way the commanders game is uh is a thursday night game that's their prime time against the bears by the way so <laughs> who doggy <laughs> like they didn't even get like a prime time game over you know something fun like it's an october fifth week five thursday night football game what so. has happened to washington because like I, I know there's still a whole bunch of washington fans out there but in terms of draw you you think of the nfc east and you're like oh washington eh, eh. and they're one of the more like they iconic recognizable right, teams yeah right but yeah oh my gosh it's, it's all sort of things anything that did surprise you yeah, I mean, there's a long list, but we'll run through them quick. I think the first big surprise again was all the East Coast teams coming in early. I mean, New York, Cincy, Baltimore, all before November is a baffling decision to me because it doesn't benefit either side, really. 
um, you know, New York could have a, a dome game, you know, again, New York, Cincy, and, and Baltimore could all have dome game, a dome road game later in the season. So, I mean, think about it. If you literally just flip Pittsburgh and and Philly with, with you know, Cincy and Baltimore, does any, I mean, obviously you'd have to reshuffle, but like, would anybody really care? No, but like having those games set up that way, again, as you mentioned, potentially pre-Kyler, you know, before, you know, 10-8 maybe, um, that sucks. And then those, those, the final, the final five games of the season, three of them, and I, you know, obviously the bye week we'll talk about, but the final five games of the season, three of them being back east games pits at pittsburgh at chicago at philadelphia it's just i mean it's legitimately a terrible portion of the schedule for (laughs) it it really is it really is but in in fairness teams like them they play half their games at home anyway so they were gonna have cold weather games anyway and someone was gonna have to play play right and so they're like all right cardinals (laughs) they're like they, they, when you put the priorities up there, all of them, all of them, or the Cardinals get down to the bottom. It's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting year. the The weird thing for me at the beginning was three NFC like Cardinals used to be in the NFC East. I mean, some some of y'all are old enough to remember that because it was like what it was at two thousand two when they realigned, and before that they were part of the NFC East. Doesn't it like you look? They're at Washington against the Giants against Dallas. That's really weird to have. Like other than your division games, kind of bunched together, it's really weird to see any portion of their schedule of their opponents bunched together like that. Right, it is. And then, well, I don't think it, it's a surprise, but I'm not surprised that they're bunched together with the they had the three road game, three division road games in four weeks. That doesn't surprise me about having three division road game. I mean, three division games in four weeks, but have all three of their first. All of their first three division games on the road, the, the the league is doing the Cardinals no favor to like try and get them out like not in a big hole because yeah, that's <laughs> we could be we could be looking at a like a going through the first seven games like a one in six team that are zero and three in the division gig. Yeah, I mean, what is this? Uh, they're trying to help the Cardinals tank. <laughs> I don't know. I or, or maybe they or maybe they're just they're setting it up so that Kyler can drum up some excitement, right? So they can go from bad to promising the, after Kyler's return. That's got to be the hope. <laughs> but and then oh my gosh. The bye week, week 14. Man, I don't that again, I just don't understand the schedule. This is almost like let me throw this conspiracy theory out there to you. <laughs> we love conspiracy theory. For the podcast, conspiracy theories are great because they're not in print. <laughs> Do you think this is like the NFL being like, all right, we're not going to come down on you for the tampering. We're oh. not going to come down on you for the for the uh, self, you know, reporting on the cell phone things, but. Here's your 2023 schedule. Enjoy it. <laughs> that, that's the that's a great. I didn't think of that until as you started talking. I'm like, oh yeah, the Cardinals are you know 
dealing with this whatever whatever you know toxic work workplace these accusations might have done it's like you know let's just let's just make life difficult for you let's just make life difficult for you and then and and then if you overcome well, it good job yeah and there's also rumors that goodell's done after this year is that i read that I, somewhere had not heard that. I, I mean, that's not something I picked up on. I, though I will or, say this: the, the the week fourteen by there that week in in December. You with kids as well. That's not a bad weekend to have a weekend off. Right no, there, right they did the right at the end of the first semester of school. I'm like, that's that's kind of when you need a breath anyway. Oh, okay, that's what it was. That he's not going to get another extension, so he'll be done after 2027. Oh. So, okay. Because I was curious, like, the whole thing, I mean, again, conspiracy theory, but, like, you look at it. You know, they open up. They play, you know, eight games. They never have, I mean, outside of the first two or their first two home games, they don't have any back-to-back home games all season which is odd. That's not a very common thing. But they have, um, you know, they've got two sets of back-to-back road games. And then, like I said, the late bye week, like all of this is just, it just seems like this is, I mean, they have to play every team. We knew who was home right, and who was away. Right. Like all of that, but it just seems like the way they set it up it just was like an extra level of punishment that, that you know, <laughs> and, like. And they do have a tough schedule, honestly. Like if if yeah, you look they, at they who have, they face, they face a bunch of teams who were in the post. And like, they, just the fact of the team that the, both the Seahawks and the 49ers made the playoffs last year, that means you've got four games against playoff teams, but then you also have, yeah, it's, it's a tough schedule. They have the 12th hardest schedule in the NFL, the hardest in the NFC West by you know, a comfortable margin. The Rams are 15th, the Seahawks 16th, and the 49ers are 23rd. That's what and happens just, when you play. And that, that's an interesting thing how that bet goes is that, that that's that's because they played the, the Cardinals twice last year <laughs> and the Rams twice last year. I was going to say Cardinals and Rams, yeah. <laughs> and so when you got two terrible teams in your division, it makes your previous it makes your schedule the next year look a little bit lighter, and and then you don't have to play yourself the first place team while you're playing first place teams in the other comp in the other divisions. You don't have to play yourself, which is why like the Cardinals and the Rams have a bad strength to schedule because, you know, they they have to face the division champion twice. Right, and I mean you look at it, the Cardinals got the probably the toughest division in football in the AFC North. That didn't help. You know, that's a really, really difficult division. And then they got the NFC East, who's also one of the best divisions in football. So, like, it just ended up being a year where it fell. And obviously the the 49ers and and, and Seahawks and the Rams, obviously, as well. But the 49ers Seahawks have to play, you know, the AFC North and the, and the NFC East as well. But they're not bad, like, like you know, like you said. So all of a sudden playing two playoff teams from your own division and then six to seven playoff teams from other divisions from the year before makes it a lot more difficult. <laughs> um, yeah. It's kind of anything else that we like and don't like about, 
about the schedule. Like it, it, it's a schedule to me. I'm not. There's nothing about it that I'm like. Ooh, I didn't expect them to open at home. How do you feel? I mean, again, this is like more personal. But how do you feel about them getting the two twenty five slot Christmas Eve instead of the early game? Because that's the one. Yeah, that's like, the one that doesn't make sense. But you know, I don't mind. I don't mind it, especially. You know, sometimes they do that with the I just got to figure out with the Midwest because they're only because they're only an hour ahead. So right. rather than because rather than starting at one p.m. their time, or I guess it would be I guess it's still a three and a half hour difference, but especially since it's a cold weather game, like it, potentially that is in the warmest part of the day. I guess I don't know. Let me think. Would there be a reason for that other than? Yeah, just to, I, I don't know. Just to screw with people's uh, Christmas Eve. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the good thing is, though, in terms of what we do, is that well, for, for me, because I, I, I'm at home games, is that playing a, a, a 2.30 game, I could be done with what I need to be doing at, you know, 6, 6.30. Um, if it's at the stadium, then I'm not getting home till 8, 8.30. And so, that's not too bad. But yeah, I mean, the I mean, we just knew knew this was gonna be a rough schedule to begin with. It kind of sucks that they didn't get any back to back home games outside of the first two. I, I didn't realize that's interesting how that now part of that is because they do have nine road games this year as opposed right, to, and that makes sense. You know, it's it's just interesting that like again, why not flop it? Like and I know it's not ideal, but why not flop this the San Francisco and Eagles game? I know they can't week seventeen, but you know just something like that, like or or even the Bears Forty ers game, so they don't have you know two sets of back to back road trips. Like there there were things that they could have done, and it's and it's you know how the Cardinals a couple of times have asked to have you know. East Coast road trips back when they have to travel across the country, that they would stay out there. They weren't going to do that that weekend because it's Christmas Eve, and so they'll fly home. Right, they'll fly home immediately. The players be with their families. Right, so like that's what I mean. It's just it just seemed like again conspiracy theory. It just seemed a little bit like it was a little more. Uh, <laughs> it was a little like, bit punitive her, 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 for for the nonsense yeah. they've been dealing with. Yeah, just something stupid, but it also kind of makes sense when you think about it that way. Yeah. Other than that, I look at the schedule and I think, eh, it's fine. It's kind of fine. Um, I mean, we knew who they were going to play. We, we, we knew who they were going to play. It was just a matter of when they play them, what time slot do they get, do they get prime time. They don't have to get prime time. And I guess it's possible late in the season they could get flexed, but I don't think based on based on the schedule that they have over the last several games, it seems highly unlikely that any of those games. I was going to say, you know, we didn't have the schedule to talk about, but really the only two, obviously outside of the week eighteen, where we don't have a date and time yet, uh, the only two that could make sense. And this is rude to say to the Bears coming from a Cardinals fan, you know, when they picked third and or that we we picked third and they picked first, but 
the only two that you could really see that would make sense would be San Francisco or Philly getting flexed if the Cardinals are in the running, assuming that those teams, you know, are as good as everybody assumes they are. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> the fact that we're even bouncing around the idea, we're hoping that they're they play promising <laughs> the second half of the season because, like, I I don't want I don't even want to do game by game predictions yet. Maybe we'll do that next show where we can talk a little bit about rookies and in just initial things. Um, if we look at the original line, well, it's of almost impossible. Right. I, I mean, it's just almost impossible at this point because that too we legitimately have no idea like even going into the washington game like it makes sense that the the commanders are depending on the site three and a half four and a half point favors it makes sense because you're looking at their roster their overall roster construction saying this roster is better constructed than arizona but they're if kyler murray plays you're like well, that could outweigh because he's better than Sam Howell or Jacoby Brissett. Doesn't matter who's their quarterback. So, like things like that. So you can't even like we can make a prediction, but it's going to be like everything, especially the first like six games. We're going to be like if Kyler plays, we can predict <laughs> this. But if it's Colt or David or or Clayton, it's this. You know, and that's what that's what makes this season especially hard apart from the difficult schedule. Absolutely. We'll go ahead and wrap up this edition of the Rise Up Series podcast. Best of Carlos Talk about this is episode 423. We'll be back again next week, um, maybe doing predictions, maybe talk at rookie camp, maybe doing something else. I don't know. It, it, we'll figure something out then. That's Seth Cox. I'm Jess Root. Thanks for listening to the second show of the week. We'll be back again soon. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of the Rise Up Sea Red podcast. Listen to previous episodes and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Audioboom, or many other podcast platforms so shows are delivered directly to your mobile device. Please give the show a five-star rating and always support the sponsors who support the show. We'll be back soon for the best hour of Cardinals talk on the web. Rise up Red Sea, be Red Sea Red, and of course, rise up Sea Red. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.